Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to Better Living, a show about the people and organizations that make an impact in our area. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. Two groups on today's show. We're going to visit with Philippa Williams in the second half of the show. She runs an organization called I Look Like Love. We start off with Jason Malawiski. He's the executive director of Servolution Network. How are you doing today? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, I really appreciate you driving all the way in from Azel. I know it's a bit of a trip, but uh, important that you're here. Recommended by Carrie Wilcox with Metal for Valor and Valor Ranch. I've heard a lot of good stuff about you guys. Thank you once again for coming in. Let's just dive into it. Talk to me about Servolution Network. Who are you guys? What do you do? Who are we and what do we do? So I I think I have to start with who am I probably before we even get into who is Servolution Network. So I grew up an only child uh, in Denmark, Wisconsin. We didn't have a whole lot of money, but we had everything we needed. And through my childhood, I think what I learned is it wasn't about stuff, but it was about what you needed. Um, I left Denmark looking for an opportunity to do something bigger and better to myself than myself, um, in large part just for some family dynamics. So I joined the Navy to go see the world, and they sent me to uh, Naval Air Station, Dallas, in Grand Prairie, Texas. So, oh, yeah. That's, as a, a Green, that's, that's what you want as a, as, a, <laughs> as a young sailor. That's exactly what you want. And as a Green Bay Packer fan, it was very tough because the Cowboys were winning everything in Ooh. 1995. Mm-hmm. It was tough. It was tough. Well, don't worry. They haven't done anything since then. I tell people that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been good. So the journey's been good. So I came here um, to go see the world, and uh, I stayed here for about seven years, went to night school, um, and met my wife here. Um, I, was a, I was an avionics troop in the Navy. Um, learned a lot about core values, what it meant to have honor, integrity, courage, commitment, all of those things. I switched over in 2002 and joined the Air Force, got my degree, um, and went off to officer training school as a program manager. Um, And throughout my, you know, 20 years in the military, we adopted five children along the way. My wife and I have been married for almost 20 years now, and uh, nothing I'll I'll challenge comes easy along the way. Nothing of value comes easy. So once I got out of the military, I kind of felt like, so now what, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, my identity- Which is super common, is what I have learned. It is, it is. You know, my identity was in wearing that uniform, if you will, and I, and I was sort of lost. And our pastor preached a sermon on uh, leaving a legacy, and it really rocked me, you know, because I, I was sort of like, I've left my legacy, I'm done. Mm. Now what am I going to do? How old were you when this was happening? So I was- uh, 38 years old. Okay. Sort of feeling like I've done my thing and now now I've got, you know, the rest of my life to figure out what I'm going to do. So our last military assignment before coming here was in Oklahoma City. Um, our church was a Servolution church, which means Servolution started in Louisiana in response to Hurricane Katrina, where a church stood up and said, hey, there's a disaster and we want to do something about it and we need a whole bunch of people to help us do something. 
So we learned a little bit and got some seeds planted in us in Oklahoma City. And when we came to Azle, Texas, right, I was stationed here before, our adoption journey actually brought us back to Texas. You know, we had plans, again, to go see the world. And frankly, God had other plans and brought us back to Texas. So we adopted three nieces and nephews when we came back here. Wanted to come to Hazel because when we were here before, they had magnificent trees, shade. I told my wife, it's hot in Texas. I got to have a pool. I mean, I have very specific requirements. because <laughs> it needs. It is hot. It is hot in Texas. So we came here, and one Wednesday night, randomly, I wore a Servolution shirt, or shirt from, from our last church. And my pastor asked me, what is that? And it really opened the door for me to share about kind of some of the seeds that I had planted in our lives when we were in Oklahoma City. So I was sharing with you a moment ago, our very first project really ever for Servolution was for a couple in our church, a grandparent couple, who wanted to host a life group who frankly said, we don't have a bathroom. So I was like, hey, I think I can do something about that. So we organized. um, Our pastor was actually out there swinging hammers, um, organized about 15 people, got some materials donated, and frankly, just built them a bathroom. And it was really uh, the first epiphany for me that I could organize a group of people to help people in need. And what had happened over the next probably year was we had some of our other elderly in the church um, need sidewalks, need yard work, need fence repairs. And it's sort of, I tell people all the time, we have to crawl, walk, and run. And sometimes you'll do all of them in the wrong order. Um, But through that particular season, we were kind of learning how to drive the bicycle um, and take the training wheels off a little bit. We got our first call um, for help outside of our church in about the 2013-20, early 2014 timeframe from a widow in Pelican Bay, Texas, which is one of our low-income communities for the most part in Azel. Most of it's a trailer home community. And we had an elderly lady who needed a new um, front porch and ramp built. So we organized some more people again. This time, however, the mayor of Azel and the mayor of Pelican Bay actually took part in this project, um, and they came out. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Probably about 40 volunteers came out. And about 29 days after we completed the project, the homeowner was actually murdered in her home, and they tried to set her on fire. It was horrible, horrible. This was our first time, remember, on this project, and we learned so much through this project We learned that she didn't even ask for help um, from her own church because of pride, and we find that over and over and over people won't ask. They won't even ask their family members for for help um, when they're really, really in need. Um, She had two young gentlemen in her house that were were mooching off of her. They were drug users, um, and it was overall just a horrible situation, and people in her network and her community were oblivious to it. So we're trying. One of the first questions I usually ask when people ask us for help now is what church do you belong to or what organization are you connected to? Because one of my first phone calls is going to be to their pastor or to their leader of their group that they're tied into to say, Hey, would you please come help us um, love on your, your member? So we learned a lot. It sounds like this project snowballed quickly where it it started with just this one, you, you know exactly where it started, but very quickly it seems like this almost got out of hand. You're, I think that's a very, very good description. I told you a moment ago when we first started, right, in our church, and when it's friends and family, I would give everybody my cell phone number, right? 
not really being prepared. <laughs> and we're and we're so we were so unprepared that we had to, you know, quickly get a one eight hundred number and say, Help, you know, please stop calling my cell phone number. Sure. There's a lot of people. People, I think in general, want to want to go to Africa, right? Because everybody thinks there's the mission field's in Africa. The mission field is right here in our community. There's stats that stagger me still. You know, one in Tarrant Area Food Bank um, puts out one in four people, one in five people, depending on the year, don't know where they're going to get their next meal. Um, so basically what we've tried to do through Servolution Network is try and do what other people aren't doing. So when we started Good Neighbors, you know, we started with one church. And we found, I think I was sharing with you a moment ago, we found that other churches and other business businesses were a little timid to partner with us. Um, and why, why is that? Why? I think part of it is pride. You know, just to be frank, I think when, when people don't come up with their own idea, they're afraid of making another organization or another church um, flourish. And, and I, that's the part of church politics I really don't like. But what we did is we, we learned from it, right? We learned from everything, good and bad. I think we learned from it. And we stood up our own nonprofit, called it Servolution Network, Inc., just to make it so there's no walls or no barriers for any business, any church, any group to come and either volunteer, donate, and take part in it. You really started this organization specifically to stay out of politics and just focus on helping the people in need. Helping the people in need. And that's yes. where you guys are at right now. On your website, which is servolutionnetwork.com, I saw that there's about there's a couple of different programs and services that you guys offer. The one that we've been talking about, it seems like, is Good Neighbors. Correct. And really what that is, you guys are taking homeowners who need to just spruce up the house, get some stuff done, get it fixed. Your volunteer network, a team shows up, and they get this house where it probably needs to be. Is that just a quick, good way to describe what that project is all about? It is. It is. You know, it started from building decks um, to now we're getting requests that are huge, right? People need foundation work. Mm. People need roofs. You know, when we first started, you'd say roof, and I'd kind of freak out, right? I'm not going to get it on It makes roof. me nervous hearing it. It does. I, you know, in the, I missed a step, right? How we started is I'm a program manager, and my father-in-law is a handyman. What is a program? Let's talk about that. We okay. didn't really get to talk about what you did in the military. We'll just kind of stick with the uh, program management. That's what you do professionally now, in addition to the five kids that you have yes. and running this network. Uh, what do you do professionally? Describe what your job is. My job is to work with major defense industries and procure weapon systems so our military can go fight war. So basically it's organizing people um, on the right topic to accomplish a mission. You take a mission yep. and you say, how are we going to make sure that this gets done? We need X I'm going to figure out all the logistics of getting X together, and then you have yes. your yes. your end. What are some of the projects that you work on? So right now I work out at Lockheed, and I'm the F-35 program integrator. So the, the largest def Department of Defense contract in the whole world, um, we're building them right here in Fort Worth, Texas. It's amazing. It's awesome. It's the heart of air power for our country is right here in our backyard. Do you get? Are you going to be able to get a ride in an F thirty five? Not allowed. It's a it's a single seater. First of all, so oh, it is a single. No, yes, there are no rides. <sighs> yes, that's a bummer. I get to see them. I get to hear the sounds of freedom every day. How long have you been a part of that project? It's unbelievable what you guys are doing. I, I find that stuff absolutely fascinating. 
So I'm, we moved here in 2012. So I've been right there at the production floor for seven years now. Are you a Navy guy or an Air Force guy? You've served in both. So how does that work? Yep. So I crossed over to the blue, right, from blue to blue. Um, I love all services. And I think it, I think it off, switching services offered me a very unique opportunity that's prepared me to lead Servolution Network. Explain that. What do you mean by that? So in the military, even though you're all part of the military, there's four distinct services, and they don't get along. <laughs> they don't. When, we, when it's time to fight war, we're going to fight together, right? But otherwise, it's very competitive, um, very compartmentalized. And very traditionalized. Like brothers. Yeah. You got to yeah. fight a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's no different than business in the business world, in the church world, in the nonprofit world. Figuring out how to tear down the walls that happen inherently when there's, a, I guess, a competitive environment really opens up doors for unity. Collaboration can, you know, I, I hear it said from time to time, it's amazing what we can do when nobody cares who gets the credit. Mm. I think that's Ronald Reagan quote. This really, I haven't heard someone talk so much about that subject. It's really important to you and, and for this network. That That's a big thing with you. Is it? Has that always been kind of a philosophy that you have adhered to? I don't think so. Just, your, just your experiences that have pushed you to this point? I think I'm growing, right? So I, I sort of was going through life as a consumer. Right. Now I have an opportunity to when you when you have the opportunity to change somebody's life, it's 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 contagious. It's I mean, you just crave it. The opportunity, you know, we're not only fixing up people's homes, but I I feel we're on many occasions, we're literally changing their life trajectory. Right. When people are to the point to where their home is in total disrepair. Their psyche, their whole livelihood is just in shambles. We've worked on houses where where a, a gentleman with scoliosis, you could walk through the front of his house. Like you could walk a child through the front of his house. The hole in the rotted siding was so bad. We walked in an, we worked on another house where a gentleman had his, his brother pass away in the house. And he was so mentally disturbed that he he would never take out the trash. So he had probably two and a half feet of trash in the house. We had our we had our Azel High School football team empty four dumpsters of trash from the inside of this man's house. Wow. Like we've totally, I mean, rebuilt the house with contractors that come from all over DFW. It's amazing. Now, I shared with you a moment ago. You know, we're four weeks away today from doing our one hundredth good neighbor's house. So, what does it mean to do a good neighbor's house? It, we do things all the way from a brand new front porch and deck to a complete every April and October, we do anywhere from five to seven homes in a weekend. Um, October 18th and 19th, we're going to do nine houses. We're going to lean forward a little bit. And you guys call that the Blitz. We call that the Good Neighbors Blitz. There's a group out of Hershey-Lewis Bedford called Six Stones. Six Stones. I've had them on the show. You have. Six Stones presented to our Azel mayor at the Tarrant Area Mayor's Conference, let's say five years ago. And our mayor said, we want that in Azel. And Six Stone said, that's a little bit too far for us from HEB, but if you find a church that's willing to take the torch, we'll train them. So they've carte blanche trained us on kind of anything and everything they possibly could to love people, frankly. It's been awesome. 
I this is interesting because for a lot of groups, the growth is always tough. We've, we've kind of touched on it a little bit. You quickly saw the need for this, and people latched onto it fast. So all of a sudden, you have you're you're diving in head first, and the projects themselves are getting bigger and bigger and more and more serious. But you are working on some of the biggest projects the world has to offer in your profession. Was it was it hard to start involving cities and large churches and huge contracting firms to make sure that these jobs got done, or was it comfortable for you? This is what you do. Very, very comfortable. I think I think through, I don't know if it's through military training, I guess. I mean, I've had to brief three-star generals, right, on crisis. I mean, it, in comparison to that, this is easy. Yeah. You know, I think when you, at, what I've learned is when you ask with the right motives and you, you know, our organization is based on relationships and trust. So if I come to you and you believe I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do with the stuff that you donate— we have trust. We've built relationship. And, and we chose the name Network for a very serious reason, because I believe wholeheartedly I know people you don't know, and you know people I don't know, and together we can accomplish a whole bunch of stuff. It's It's been amazing. You know, you mentioned Carrie's the one who introduced us today. Um, through a series of networks even that she's introduced me to, um, you know, we're in Azel, right? Grapevine is... I don't even know how many, 45, 50 miles away mm-hmm. from Azel, roughly. I may, I may have botched it. But we had a Pearl Harbor veteran in need, and through a series of connections and, and lunches, um, we had a roofer come in and donate a roof for a Pearl Harbor veteran all the way in Grapevine. I mean, just amazing things that I could have never imagined being able to accomplish do you like the idea of working on specifically your area? You guys are ASL focused, but as you mentioned, you're willing to go to different places. You just said that. Is your goal to really focus on building up your community, or do you have the grand vision of blowing this organization up and going a lot larger? I think it goes back to crawl, walk, run. I think when uh, when God will allow it, it'll happen. Um, but I think we've got to focus small. Our motto is let's build community together. And what I've found is when you take care of each other, the community becomes closer and tighter um, and just loves each other. I mean, we have an amazing community in in Azel. Um, We're spreading some to Springtown, to Weatherford, um, our surrounding communities, Lake Worth, Reno, Boyd. Why has the idea of community become such a big part of your life? From what I can tell, it sounds like you were constantly trying to build communities, whether it's your own family this organization, building up Azel. When did that become such a focus for you? Interesting. I don't think I've ever been asked that question before. Probably probably for the first time was here, right? In the military, they train you to love them and leave them. And I don't know if that even makes sense for you, but when you get stationed somewhere for three or four years, you dive headfirst in, and then when it's time to leave— you can be best friends with somebody, shake hands, see you next time. You know, you'll forever have a lifelong bond with the people you worked with and the families you integrated with, but you love them for that season and you leave them and you do the same thing and repeat and repeat and repeat. And I think this is the first time, you know, my wife and I joke all the time because we've been here seven years now and we've been having the itch to like, where are we supposed to go next? Because our, our clock is ticking like we're supposed to move. That's what the military trains you to do. But I think, um, you know, just like the word network, we chose the motto, let's build community together, because I, I saw early on that when people work together, you know, big things can really get accomplished. And that's how this organization 
operates. How many people are a part of Servolution Network outside of the volunteer base? Because I know that the strength of the organization is volunteers. How many people are running the operation? We have one part-time employee. <laughs> so it's you and one part-timer. We have several. We have several volunteer leaders. Okay. Um, but yes, we definitely need. So today is North Texas Give Day. Yes. So one of the asks we have is help sew into our nonprofit so we can hire people. We don't even have our own facility. Like we're almost a magical organization, right? We, The city of Azel donates us the old Azel Library. So that's our, we have like a 10,000 square foot warehouse. It's a huge blessing, huge blessing. That's great. We store all of our building materials from lumber to paint to volunteer toolkits. Everything we have is there. We all, we've also been blessed by, you know, Again, I think I shared earlier, the power of social media. When we have a need and we ask and we've built trust, people respond. We have Bryce Chiropractic in Azel that's donated us a 2,500-square-foot warehouse where we store building materials and handicap accessories like beds and wheelchairs. We did a corny little video probably six months ago um, from a gentleman way out in Decatur. Just wanted to know what we're doing, kind of like we're doing right here. And he said, hey, what do you need? And because he's walking around seeing our warehouse is full. He said, you could probably need it. You'd really need another warehouse, right? And this is really awesome. So we posted the video, right? Four-minute video or whatever it was. And a church saw the video, prayed about it, took it to their elders, and called me and said, hey, we've got a 2,500-square-foot warehouse on our property. We'd like you guys to use it. That's amazing. I mean, that's amazing. Right. Amazing. Right. I've also found, conversely, if you don't ask, people don't know they can help. That's very true. I, I think that comes up on this show a lot is the idea of just getting people to ask for help so that they can receive it and how it's really hard for people to ask for help. But once they do and you, you keep talking about all this stuff, their lives change and then they're able to start helping other people and it has a cascading effect. But it really comes down to that idea of say something out loud and then you can start to figure that problem out or at least figure out a solution right. for that. And that sounds exactly like what you're doing. Has it been shocking how much people want to help Servolution Network? You're, yeah. you're getting help left and right. I mean, people are people are are jazzed about this organization, and it seems like you're getting the stuff that you need. It's been, it's been frankly, overwhelming. So I told you we're about to do our 100th house. Yes. Um, so we're crunching the numbers in, in in-cash donations and in-kind donations, which means if you're a roofing company and you donate a roof, that's an in-kind donation. Um, we're about to hit this Good Neighbors Blitz over a million dollars um, in donations since we've started this. With How long have you guys been around? The bathroom. So we started our first house in about 2013 in a bathroom. That's amazing. When did it? When did it really ramp up, though? So we signed. Um, so Six Stones has a 380 economic development agreement with their cities. When we signed our first, it was um, June 2015 timeframe. So since then. We've been doing a blitz every October, every April since June of 2015 on the order of five to seven houses, a blitz, and then we get requests throughout the year for people in need. What are you projecting for this blitz? How many houses do you say you're going to do? Nine. Nine. Ha- so here's here's kind of the, the quick the Are they quick spread line. out? Or are you doing like a street? What? How are you guys setting this one up? All over. So it depends on the needs. So we're going to do seven houses in Azel, one in Springtown, and one in Denton. Wow. Denton is nowhere near us. Now, I, I saw on the website, which once again, servolutionnetwork.com, that this is happening on October 18th and 19th. Are you trying to tell me that you're going to be doing nine houses, three different cities in two days? Yes. Yes. 
How many volunteers are you uh, are you going to need so for this project? So it varies. It varies. Um, we usually average 450 to 500 volunteers wow. on Good Neighbors Blitz Weekend. And, I mean, so many cool things are dominoing from this, right? So if you back up from that weekend, there's three churches in our area that have fifth Sunday serve day. What does that mean? That means they cancel church, which is crazy for a church, right? Sure. Um, yeah. They cancel church on September 29th, which is the fifth Sunday, and they go serve their community. So we've got three churches that are going to do about 14 different projects separate of the Good Neighbors Blitz. We also have the Azel Band, which is 250 members strong, going to come out the weekend before the Blitz and try and help us do the yard work and prep some of these houses. The The thought of building, commu- uh, building community was fun when it started, but now we're sort of he- seeing it happen right in front of us, and it's just it's awesome. It's such a great idea to get the school involved. You mentioned that you had the football team work on one project. You have the band coming up to work on this project. How important was it for you to get youth involved in this project? It's huge. So I think that's one thing that's a little bit different than Six Stones, right? Because I have five kids, I found it hard to serve in my church because I always felt like I was a burden on my church. So when we started this, I wanted to make sure it was safe and friendly. I've got kids right now myself from age 9 through 15, so I want them to be able to take part in this and be able to give back. I hear so many people talk about how in their youth they did this and they still remember or have the memories um, of serving other people in need. Let's talk about what you need as far as volunteers are concerned. I also want to talk real quick about how people can receive your services Let's talk about volunteers first. What are you looking for in, in volunteers? You already have a big force, but with the kind of projects that you're talking about, you will always need more people. If people want to get involved with Servolution Network and helping out the community, how can they do that? So let me first off start by saying anybody can help. We get it all the time where I'm not a, I'm not a carpenter, I'm not a painter, I can't help. We need people to run materials, to clean up, to organize, to help in every form or fashion. We do things on these projects We need foundation companies, roofing companies. A big need we always have is glass companies, right? When a widow has a broken pane of glass, I still have two windows, frankly, from last Good Neighbors Blitz on sheds and stuff that have not been fixed. We're doing plumbing is a huge need. Mm. Painters, every house, we do most of our work on the exterior of the house, except when it requires us to go inside. So every one of these houses will have landscaping done to it. We'll have the house painted Um, windows when we can afford it and when we have um, the avenues to make it done. Everything you can think of in the housing arena from trash, right? Community waste disposal does the trash in Azel. Trash is not a sexy thing. They donate, they're going to donate six roll-offs to us. I mean, great. Yes, it's awesome. We've got um, on house one, let me just, let me read to you some of the people that have jumped into house one. I mean, I, I could go on and on with some of these. So we've got one-hour air conditioning is going to do an, a whole HVAC system for this. This is our 100th house. We've got select construction going to do the roof. So what does it mean when they're going to do the roof? That means whatever's wrong with the roof, whether it's the decking, and they're going to give this homeowner a whole new roof. Wow. So they're bringing the, the decking, the tar paper, the shingles, and the labor crew to come in and love on this homeowner. Um, we've got a company that's going to paint the house. We've got JBI Electric that's going to do replace some electrical. We've got Team Bowman going to do the landscaping. We got Midwest gutters doing, I mean, the gutters, you know, when we first started, we were a mom and, I guess a mom and pop and we, and we would lean heavily and we still do on our Azel community. Mm. But now 
we've got some of these big contractors like Mars Services is out of Haltom City. And what happens when you can when you can get a big company like that to lean into what we're doing, they bring their network. And Select Construction's a roofing company, and then they bring their network. And and we've recently Carrie introduced us to Selena and Gerald at Benchmark Mortgage. And they in turn, you know, leaned into BME Exteriors. And BME Exteriors is the one that went and did the the house for the Pearl Harbor veteran in Grapevine. Wow. And this gentleman who owns BME Exteriors, I mean, just blows my mind. He looked me in the eyeballs and said, I'll do a couple roofs a month for you. A couple roofs a month. You were talking about how these projects change lives. When you're talking about putting a new roof on a house, an HVAC system, all this stuff, it truly will transform the lives of the people in that home and also the people that are around it. That neighborhood is is receiving benefit even if their house isn't being worked on. So our, our mayor says all the time, help people because you never know when you're going to need help yourself. What we've seen over and over is maybe in the – April Blitz, we'll do house number one. And then the neighbors will see, hey, they got some help. I could use some help also. And then they'll apply. Um, oh, by the way, you can apply on our website, servolutionnetwork.com backslash good neighbors. We've got an application for folks inside Azel City Limits, which, which is our partnership with the city of Azel. And we have a tab um, for applications outside of Azel City Limits. And what does that mean when it's outside? That means the city of Azel um, won't partner financially this particular Good Neighbors Blitz in October, the Home Depot Foundation has leaned all in. They have something called Celebration of Service from Labor Day through, I believe it's Memorial Day, where they have absurd numbers through a corporation. Like they want 100,000 volunteer hours from their Team Depot employees in boatloads of funds that they pour back in the community. They are providing grants for four of the nine homes that we're going to work on um, in various forms or fashions. The Home Depot loves veterans. Um, they, they love to help their community, and, and we're just so blessed to partner with an organization like that. I can't believe we've already done half an hour. i got to have you back in the studio. The organization is the Servolution Network. You can find them online at servolutionnetwork.com or give them a call at 833 833- we serve that's w-e-s-e-r-v jason malawiski is their executive director he's a busy man and i wish you guys the best of luck it was great speaking with you please come back thank you so much for having we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.